podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Post Fight Pod, Steve Wellings here alongside rapping Rob Kelly. Ben Faruqi is on the call here as well. Andy Patterson and Gabe Lewis. We've just witnessed Dillian White beating up the shell of Alexander Povetkin, Gabe. Let's come to you straight away, shall we? What the hell have we just witnessed? I wasn't listening to the commentary. I had to mute Bean because he was doing my head in. What the hell was going on, man? Povetkin looked like he could barely stand. Help me out, Gabe. What was going on? I don't have a fucking clue. His his legs were never there under him the whole fight. I mean, there was there was a lot of punches up until that last round that he took on the chin really well, uh, and you could tell. Or well, from what I was watching, it seemed like his head was clear, but his legs wouldn't respond. It was like they just were on a different planet. I mean, I guess his uh, fucking robe that he wore to the ring was too heavy or something, or maybe uh, uh, someone spiked his water. Or perhaps uh, someone, uh, maybe uh, Dillian White was hitting him with uh, some in, improperly worn gloves. I don't know. I couldn't tell. It was just he looked like shit from the start in terms of his legs. He, his, his legs were weak. Um, you know, if you look at his legs, he's always had kind of bird legs for a guy his size. Like his upper body is, is you know, fairly large, but his legs have always been really small. And it's never, I don't think, been that much of a problem, but... Uh, he just looked weak. He looked tired. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would like to say that there was some things that he did, like they that he looked like he was setting stuff, some stuff up, but his you know his body wouldn't respond. Like his mind was there, it seems like, but his body just wasn't horrible, horrible. And Dillian White for Dillian White to be in there with this guy and take that long to get him hold out on. of there. Hold and, on, sorry. You know, I mean, Stop if it would have been is- fucking anybody else. They would have Someone, been done with this fight half an hour ago. Gabe, sorry to cut across you, dude. I had to stop the press. Dillian Weiss just after being presented with that fucking coin, hasn't he? Like, what's <laughs> <laughs> Did he open it up and there was chocolate inside? <laughs> he just gave it to him and opened it up in a box on Sky. <laughs> uh, Evening to you. Have, you. have you finished there, Gabe? Sorry. <laughs> no, not quite, not quite yet. I'm still, I've still got it rolling right now. Uh, I just I see that he's got the box in his hand. So Jesus, I, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was just a little bit absurd because, like, you could see everything was open. If it would have been anybody else in good shape, I think Dillian White would have lost because he was still open for the exact same shit. Like, I think round two, Pavekin was was coming with a right hand, like a straight right, and a left hook following it up, and Dillian White was ducking right underneath the hook, and it would have been perfect. For that left uppercut to land again, and Pavekin in the first round did land the uppercut to the body. Uh, I'm not sure how clean it was because it was kind of on the opposite side of the camera. But mm-hmm. I mean, what it looked like to me is Dillian White is still a piece of shit uh, and still should be knocked out relatively soon again, uh, as long as he doesn't fight a corpse like he did tonight. Andy's listening at the moment to Eddie Hearn. He will obviously keep us updated shortly as to what is oh, going on. I, I, I sacked it off, mate. Fuck that shit. What's going on with the Botox Lego sex doll, Andy? I, I don't know, mate. He's probably got, he's probably he's probably got a name of bitches waiting from back at the hotel. I don't know, but um, but I was going to say I switched it off and I seen the I don't know if it's the marriage of Brawler Hand and Dylan White some sort of commemorative coin, two pound coin or something. Like that. I went fuck's sake, man. So I just switched it off. I couldn't really make it out because t- I'm trying to listen to Gabe at the same time. Eddie's talking about he's got his career back on track and stuff. Uh, yeah, so 
yeah, I didn't really kind of follow it as much because obviously a lot of chat in the background. So, but yeah, I switched it off. So didn't expect any big reports on that. But no doubt that Dylan will be back in the frame. He's hoping WBC will mandate him as number one con- uh, contender. That's that's a one thing I did pick up at least. Um, so either that, I, I don't know. You might get a box off between him and Wilder actually. So might do. Board, eh? Actually, you mentioned that Andy, friend of the Pod Tie Games, interviewed Dillian White before the fight, and he sent me the clip here. So this is what Dillian White expects to happen now with the WBC situation. Should you win at the weekend, Dillian? What is the situation with the title shot you were looking for? Do you expect to have to wait, or would you expect the WBC to acknowledge from what your perspective at the time was, at the time that you had before to wait for that title? They better fucking acknowledge. I've waited long enough, you know, and. The manager situation is still going on. Memphis is in contract. It's not like I've lost someone and then no. It's still a contract. So the manager position is just on hold at the minute. So the winner of this fight should just be managed and should be in line for the title fight next. Hopefully they'll have to wait a thousand years a thousand days again. Or whatever it was. A thousand years or a thousand days, Andy. <laughs> not bad. On the fight here, because I mean, absolute pay per view, man. Imagine if you paid twenty quid or twenty five quid for that tonight. That's an absolute disgrace. Look what at did the... you pay for it? Well, I certainly didn't pay for it. <laughs> I, I, I'm still pontificate about the situation. I think you couldn't even stand up, man. It was, yeah. it, was it was scary to watch, man. I didn't like what I was seeing. It's, it's Ben. I know Ben's on the call. Ben Ben called it properly on Sunday. Yeah, actually, he, he said. Did, um, he did. He said, look, listen, this isn't a Pavetkin who's just had COVID. This is a Pavetkin who's been fucking ravaged with COVID to the point he's been hospitalised on oxygen. I don't know if he was in ICU or whatever and stuff, but that was a man that looked like he was washed. I mean, I, I say to you guys that in the chat and that when they seen him walking out, he looked like he was kind of like bunged up running about the nose and stuff. I don't know if he like, couldn't breathe. Yeah, like he had like red nose and all that. I yeah, that. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like maybe... Maybe working out too much in the, in the cocaine gym. or something. Um, Can you say land at the event? Snow and ninja ball to rock. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, to be honest with you, actually, I mean, it took a few shots, Pavetkin. Um, why, as I say, I see these on Sunday. Actually, all I had to do really was sit on the jab and just basically box his way, and it would probably come in the end. But I thought it maybe went the points, but it was clearly just watching that. I mean, these Pavetkin's clearly. Off a off, I mean, it was December, I think it was. He was in the hospital with COVID. This is new to something March, three months. So the good enough camp, clearly, no. I mean, people were kind of saying he was, was worse shape for this fight than he was for the first fight. Um, people will say that White beat what was in front of him, which is fair enough, but um, I thought he was a bit ragged at times. I thought White, so, some of his shots, he was he winging some shots in there, same with Pivetkin and that. Um, but no, I mean, he, he's talking about a third fight with him, that you know. Obviously, he's, he's going to be tied up because of the situation with Joshua and Fury and that, depending on what the contract situation is there. The Wilder, opposite, the, the Wilder fights there, Wilder still wants to fight, but I don't see the purpose of a, a rubber match with, uh, with these two, unless you're going to give Pivetkin a real camp, which, to be honest, even at this point, about 42, there's pointless, man. He's, that, that was it. That was his last shot, and um, he, should, he should retire now off the back of that. I mean... He's no resistance, his footwork's gone, and, you know, he's clearly still living off the effects of COVID, so... Yeah, it's, um, it was... He did what he had to do, shall we say, but um, it was it was just average, and you say the pay-per-view, to have the likes of uh, Campbell Hart and kind of, like, popping up a pay-per-view card at 8pm for a debut fight and stuff, it's just, it's just shite, it's just shite, as you say. I don't know if... Well, I think uh, only Gabe was the only person to pay for his fight, I think, so... 
Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty poor. But no, I shall we say talk about pretty poor and that actually I thought Cheeseman fight was pretty good. Mm. Um the Wardley knockout was pretty I thought I thought I thought uh, Melina pretty pretty much jacked it. It was two good two good solid shots he landed there actually, but uh, after that I think he kinda jacked it after that. But yeah. Shite night actually. Uh, George says, Ben, White was poor as well. You can only beat what's staggering about in front of you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But to get a world title fight off the back of this, it just seems a bit it just seems a bit dodgy to me. But you called it, Ben, with the illness and that. And Povetkin from the start, you could tell he couldn't stand up straight. He was swaggering around. He had the red face and a chin from the gods, but he offered nothing offensively. And the fact he was, he wasn't there, he seemed like he was slipping on the canvas. And White actually slipped at one point. So I wondered whether there was an issue with the canvas. But Povetkin just looked terrible to me, Ben. Yeah, he did. He looked he looked uh, worse than uh, than the first fight, definitely. And you know, I hope it's not a serious like I, I mentioned the long COVID thing last week and how serious it is. I hope it's not a a serious uh, uh, like long term, life term sort of damage that's been done to him. Um, you, it's hard to guess to tell, I suppose, whether it's um, just continual decline. But I, I I would hazard to say that you know COVID's had some effect there. Um, Dillian. Um, he did look poor, um, like the lad said in the chat, but um, I don't know how much of that was psychological, um, you know, because it's a big thing to step in the ring with someone who's knocked you out like that, and especially on such a stage with all the deal that was made out of it, when, you know, that chance to get that world title was right at your fingertips and you've lost it like that in such a fashion. So psychologically for him to overcome that, that's a massive thing. So I think that will have played into it, but we all know what his flaws were before. I thought he looked in much better shape than we've seen him for a long time, and I hope that continues because coming in at stupid weights and looking unhealthy all the time and, and not looking like in shape and gassing out like he did against Parker, etc. That's not what's going to get him where he wants to be. Um, as for his situation, I don't think, like he says in that interview that Ames did this week, um, I don't think he deserves just to go straight back in where he was because... Uh, like we discussed yesterday, Steve, he's lost, you know, he lost to Povetkin. There's other people in that mix at the top, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Andy Ruiz is going to fight Ariola now. I think he's ranked fourth. Dillian was sixth before this fight in the WBC. So mm-hmm. he's gonna, Andy Ruiz is going to be campaigning that I want a shot. But then there's uh, there's Wilder as well. If AJ and Fury do fight, then there's Wilder there who who lost that WBC belt. He's going he's gonna to be campaigning for, uh, to Mauricio saying, I want to be the guy. So uh, White's going to have some competition there and he's inevitably going to have to wait, especially if AJ and Fury fight. He isn't going to get that shot until the back end of next year. So really, he's going to have to fight one of these other guys. And I think that's why Mauricio said uh, earlier this week or or last week, he said he wants to see or he likes the idea of um, Wilder versus White. And I think that that's what it will come down to. They'll either do that or depending on what Wilder decides to do, because I don't even think Wilder's sort of really communicated clearly what his next step is going to be, whereas Ruiz is actually stepping in there with Ariola. So maybe they'll maybe they'll do Ruiz versus White, which I picked up on as a, I thought would, what would be a fantastic fight um, for the fans to see after after in in Saudi after um, after uh, Ruiz lost to, to AJ. So I think that would be a, a nice way to see them go if, if Wilder isn't in there. But either of those fights, whether it's Wilder versus White or, or Ruiz versus White, I think they'd be uh, good fights to see uh, while we see what happens with AJ and Fury. 
Good stuff, Ben. We'll give a shout out to the guys in the chat shortly. Before we bring Rob in, friend of the pod, Leon. Good to see him hanging around there, Andy. He says, garbage card. Uh, Paul Smith was talking pure shit on the DAZN stream. I know you want to mention the DAZN stream yourself. Yeah, I tweeted it out, actually. Just something that Nick Collins said. That we obviously, it's just it's weird. You know, He says something along the lines of, like, Povetkin wasn't right tonight. He hadn't been right all week, according to Mr. Holling. Well, as we just discussed there, and as, as Ben just laid it out again, there, you know, this is a guy who's in hospital with just you know in hospital with COVID. This is they have COVID in the hospital in oxygen, brief camp, forty-two year old, washed, still recovering from the effects of it, and gets wiped out. That was what his problem was, Nick. That's that's all it was. There was nothing else wrong with him. That's what his problem was. Fucking hell. Rapping Rob Kelly was enjoying things at home. I tell you what, that whole card needs to be tested for COVID or some strain of HIV, man, because that undercard just pissed me off from the start, from Pfeiffer through to Hatton. I know we're going to discuss him as well and what through to Wardley. Eric Molina in a co-main event here, Rob. I mean, this is the depths we've been uh, taken down to. Yeah, and Johnny Nelson's on Sky with a green jacket on him. I wonder, is that an ode to his new girlfriend, Kirsty Gallagher? Oh, he's fan. flipping that length, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fratchy's looking well there, dressing his age. Eddie's taking taking old evening aid to see you're dressing your age tonight, pal. Not wearing <laughs> a fucking Oscos Bagosh baby suit. Um wore an actual suit. What was the question, Steve? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? I, I can't remember. Just say whatever you want. <laughs> um no, I got I think you have to give like I know we're all we're saying Pavekin's washed and we knew he was washed and we kind of all knew this was gonna happen, but we hoped that he might do it again. Um I think you have to give White a bit of credit because he boxed the way he was supposed to against the fight like that. I mean, in the first minutes, he Pavekin is stumbling all over the place. He looked like he can't get his legs under him. Then you're thinking like he can hang on for a little bit, but there was nothing, no body work coming from Pavekin, nothing whatsoever. He couldn't get him range. White was just kind of keeping him on the jab. And then when he was getting the better of the exchanges, it was only going to go one way, like wasn't it? I thought maybe Victor Lachlan should have counted um, when Pavekin fell to the ropes. That might have prolonged it the thing a little bit longer but it was only going to go one way like um and white's coming five pounds later he's been in important sparring partners they said and he brought his dogs with him to camp and came in five pounds later um <laughs> oh as they say it is his ring entrance uh but no he's in, he's beating him what's in front of him where does he go now it seems to be the script written about one of these belts is going to get dropped that's the talk all the way uh, in the build-up to this Fury Joshua thing, so they're talking sites or I think this Fury Fury Joshua fight's going to happen. So uh, they're talking site fees or sites or something at the moment. So is it the case? I just seen Joe Parker's face flash up here against Chisora. Is is Dillian White going to face the winner of that for the yeah? I think so. I think world so. title, WBC title at some stage. How ridiculous would that be? Um, but it won't matter a fuck because money talks and the big money fight would be the two boys. He's nowhere near the two of them, is he, Dillian White? So regardless of whether he becomes a world champion, it won't be, he, I don't think he'll ever be the number one guy in the division. That might be good enough for him. He wins a world, version of the world title. He's on pay-per-view. He can't, go, he can't go to the bathroom without being on pay-per-view. So he's going to be okay money-wise. He's made a lot of money for himself. Um, and big fights ahead, but nowhere near unification or the, the two boys because they're tied up. So what's he going to do? It's going to be another 1,000 years, as he said, of waiting. <laughs> unless he gets one, uh, some kind of sympathy belt drop. As Des said in the chat, though, friend of the pod, Rob, I mean, talk about White, overachiever, and fair play to him as well. He's made some money. How many pay-per-views is it? Five or six, as Porky says, without even fighting for European title. Dillian White, you know, he's done really well for himself. 
Yeah, you gotta hand it to him, definitely. For guy, for, you see that? You ever see that footage of him fighting AJ as an amateur? See how bad he was. Mm. Like you know, he dropped AJ. You know, see how bad he was. Like to come on to to beat some of the fellas he's after beating in the pro game. Like he's definitely got a determination about him, and he's a, he's as much as I want. You know, as much as we will sometimes root against him or whatever, and he comes out with shit. He's actually likable, likable guy, and he's after making a, a great career for himself. So you can't take that away from him. But where does he? He never be the as I just said earlier. I, th- I just don't think he'll ever be the guy in the heavyweights. He never get to that level. But it won't matter because by the time he fucking by the time the, his career is done, he's gonna have earned more than some of the fellas that were better than him. So what the fuck does it matter? You know, if he comes out of it with his health and he's made a shitload of money, he's probably done his job. But um, I don't want to have to endure this title talk. Just give him the fucking title, then drop the belt and let him have a title fight. I don't want to hear this. He's waited so long for his opportunity and then he got beaten and now he's got his opportunity back because he's avenged his defeat against a man with little legs and a big giant head who couldn't stand up <laughs> in Gibraltar. Yeah, it's going to be like when Bruno beat McCall. Let's have a look through the chats here. hanging around. Jason Chukwu, as always. Dave Tricks, Amit Sharma, Babatunde Kelly, uh, Oliver Sanderson, Arthur Job Dunn. Noah Zaberi, uh, Johnny Horsecock Nelson, getting the Horsecock busy here on this Saturday evening, going into Sunday, Marty Smith as well, Vicky Gravel, trading leather boxing, Matthew Russell, uh, it says Melina dived, uh, Dez, as we mentioned, Barry Skelton, Simon Hope, Dan Hill, Gerwin Davis, don't forget to hit the like, everybody, Paul123, take aim, just a couple more, Leon Dixon Goulden, Jason, uh, sorry, Daniel Mack, uh, who else have we got here, Andy's there as well, last King of Scotland, and Tommy Cahill, Good to see you all there. Uh, on to the undercard, Ben. Just briefly touching on Campbell Hatton. Uh, part of me thinks, well, you know, you've got to give the kid a break. It's not his fault. He's got the famous father and that. He didn't look great. He gassed. He obviously put a lot into it. But if you're going to be putting half an hour documentaries on the night before and putting in, what is it, third or fourth place down on a pay-per-view, you can't come out then in classic Eddie fashion afterwards and say, got to give him baby steps, Cougs. You know, don't push him too far. They're giving him the big build-up. It hasn't quite planned <laughs> out. And then they're trying to pull, pull the way back again. I, I don't really blame the kid, but they're going to have to just... They're not going to tuck him away, Ben, obviously, because he's out there now. But, I mean, you know, don't put him on pay-per-views and give him documentaries if you don't want people to scrutinise his performance. Blue moon, <laughs> exactly. you see me standing alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. where you go, Ben? It's, it's, it's Eddie, it's Eddie and, and, you know, the likes of 258 Management, etc. And, and, you know, it's nothing to do with the kid himself. You know, Campbell's just doing... Like like Dillian, just what's in front of him, and he, you know, they, but they could have done this in a private, quiet way, like you know, started like most kids start, and then the pressure isn't on him, and the scrutiny and the criticism isn't on him, and psychologically, even long term, that will play an effect on him, um, you know. But you could see in that fight, he was gassing, and he looked tired to me in the second round, um, <clears throat> and um, you know, a lot of that, like was mentioned in the program uh, by the commentators, was um, that. Um, it's going to be, you know, psychological pressure. It'll take a lot away from you. Um, but, and it was unnecessary. Um, so really, <laughs> yeah, it is typical Eddie. He's done all this. He's put all this extra pressure on the kid. And uh, the kids felt it in there. And it's affected his performance, you know. I'm not saying he would have been something, you know, spectacular had he not had that pressure. You know, we know what his background is. We know, we know what to expect. But um, they've certainly added to it a lot. Um, but I suppose that's the price he's got to pay if he wants to take it that route as well. Um, it's, it's just not going to be easy for him. And, and based on based on that, um, yeah, they need to um, they need to take it very slow. 
Yeah, they pile the pressure on him and then moan about all the pressure people are coming off his. Sorry, I'm <clears throat> excuse me, I'm coughing away here. Jason Chukwu in classic Chukwu style says, Wellings, unlike the shocking KO in the first fight, this rematch didn't deserve a post-fight show, he says in the chat <laughs> of the post-fight show. He then goes on to admit, I missed most of the card and I fell asleep. So there you go. Thanks to Jason. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. There's some fucking you know what? In the chat. You're here and you're listening, Chuck. You're here and you're listening because we're doing the show. Go on, Gabe. Fuck right oh, on. We're going to cancel it. Chuck Wu was here tonight. We did the fucking Billy Joe Saunders Martin Murray post fight podcast. So quit your fucking whining. It's free. It's not like your fucking twenty pound pay per view. You then you go and get his own subscription. You're getting this shit for fucking free. While you're at it, by the way, we're going. Prince Patel's coming to the ring right now. So if we get ten super chat pledges up to at least fifty quid tonight, we're going to give you live commentary. There you go. There you go. That's what we're all about. By the way, yeah. After the sleep. you prick. <laughs> <laughs> there's some action there's some action going on in the chat tonight by the way Leon the canteen says Sasha's ring walk looked like Tony Soprano going for his paper via Darren Parsons on Twitter uh, <coughs> someone said about Camel Hatton Campbell's soup <laughs> yeah so yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, you, should, you should see the belts on the line here tonight by the first Prince Patel fight they're in here with four fucking belts I'm sure the Commonwealth belts on the line tonight you've got the WBO Africa Continentals Fucking ISIS belts and everything. All things on the line tonight. My stream seems to have. St- oh no, it's back on again. Yeah, I'll see it now. Yeah, Prince Patel live and exclusive against Julius Kisarawa. I think it is. Uh, back on rematch, to rematch. Rematch. How's, it, how's it going? Uh, it, it's going well so far, Gabe. They're just doing the ring introductions. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what about the undercard then, Andy? Cheeseman against uh, Metcalf was a pretty decent. Spot. Yeah, oh mate, what a fight that was! Actually, it was a great fight. Same as it dragged on anyway. I'm going to rewatch that one back tomorrow for the for the main show and that. But Cheeseman, uh, fair play to him by what what an ending that was. It was really tough, tough going. I really liked his comments at the end of the fight as well. Uh, Eddie's giving it all the blase and that you know he's a top fight, one fifty four fighter on the planet. Paul Smith in the background saying Liam Smith's one fifty four fighter in the UK and all that sort of stuff. And Cheeseman says. Eddie, when it comes to the next uh, contract negotiation, I'm going to remember that comment, by the way. So he's, the boy's wanting paid next, and he needs to get paid. Fuck me, man. The, the fights that guy's in, by the way, as Ant says on Twitter, and that, that guy goes into a fight looking ugly and it comes out looking better after a 12 round war, man. <laughs> he's, he's all swollen up, but he's bleeding. Like, he, he looks better than, uh, than he does when he goes into the ring, you know. But he's not fit to they said he's 25. I said, what? I said, what? By the TV. I said, what? Aye. 25. He's fucking toned 25 by us. That's what he's doing. He's no fucking 25. <laughs> but, uh, oh, hard milk run for the boy. Like, no, fair play to him, though, at the end of the day. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was close. It was a close fight. You know, fair play to Metcalf. He was, I thought he was gradually climbing into the fight, actually. And um, a couple of times he tagged Cheeseman. I think he hurt him a couple of times as well. But um, Cheeseman... Especially like 11th and 12th rounds, or uh, he was kind of like pressing, still on his chest, and that. And then the ending was emphatic. That left hook was just savage, man. And Ian, I've got to mention a, a special mention to Ian John Lewis. What a wanker. I'm sorry. But, dude, you gave him the longest 10 count I've ever seen. Which he never ever does. <laughs> Usually he exactly. just waves Exactly. He just waves the fight. I mean, Big Enzo McAnally's watching that fight now. I think they still. Ian. I didn't even got that opportunity against uh, in Evil McKenzie. I just got waved off because I, I took two shots. Fucking Metcalf's lying down there almost like, you know, just, just like bury me, by the way, right? And he's fucking counting 10 
Like, it took him like a fucking fortnight to get to the count of tens. To Matt Carl was trying to count himself out, wasn't he? So he could finish. Jesus, <laughs> fuck. I'm like, honestly, even John Lewis, it doesn't matter what he does, he fucks it up. Even when he's um, even when he's in the right to call a fight off, he still fucks it up. Honestly, but Cheeseman, fair play. It was a, it was a fantastic fight. That's the type of fight that did, it didn't belong in a pay-per-view card, obviously. I mean, that should have been a highlighting or headlining, sorry, a, a main Saturday night Sky show. Yeah. Fantastic fight. Um, I don't know what the options are going to be. I'll, I'll look at it tomorrow. I want to have another look at that fight actually, to be honest with you. But it was, it was, it was, it was probably the best fight of the card actually, to be honest with you. But um, I agree with you, mate. It wasn't a pay-per-view card, obviously. Um, and that fight type of fight and stuff, what we got, people talk about it and that. But it's no pay-per-view worthy. It's a domestic level fight. But fair play to the guys, man. They gave it everything, and it was a fantastic fight. What the hell's going on with this Prince Patel thing, Andy? There's about 15 people in the ring having their photographs yeah. taken. You? I know, it's like, it must be like you say, all the tribes coming in for a photograph. <laughs> you know? I'm not really sure what the hell is going on, but it's taking a while anyway. Uh, on to the undercard, Ben uh, Cheeseman, Metcalf for you. It was Eddie's, he likes to put on a brain buster, doesn't he? A brain cell buster. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, I really enjoyed that fight. It was fight of the night. Um, I, I thought Metcalf might... might uh, do it and he but Metcalf's he's, he's quite slow, isn't he? But his punches look like they they hurt somewhat. But um, he, by the tent, he just seemed really really out of it. He was you know holding on and he was he looked um absolutely exhausted. They both did, but um, you know, Cheeseman deserved winner. Um, but just on that on that fight and the, the 154 pound division, if you just even look at box rec, you've got like um Liam Smith, Fowler, Fitzgerald, Cheeseman, Eggington, Hamza Shiraz. Kieran Conway, Kieran Smith, uh, Metcalf, Troy Williamson. Even below that, you've got like Donnelly, Flatley, Byfield, Harry Scarf, Ryan Kelly. It's fantastic. Domestically, fantastic fights to be made there. Whether any of them actually get made, I don't know. Um, but um, but it's really exciting. And it's, that's not even including um, Mr. Kel Brook if he sticks around. Not that he'd fight perhaps any of these guys, but we've got some uh, got some good fights potentially to be made there at 154. Uh, Gabriel, did you see anything in the undercard? Uh, maybe the big heavyweight, Derek Molina, against uh, Wardley. Do you think he went down a bit easily, Molina? Uh, that's actually the only fight I watched all of. I had Cheeseman on, um, uh, and I was kind of I was doing some stuff, some stuff for work and not really tuning into it that much. I mean, I saw a few bits and pieces, and it wasn't bad from what I saw. Um, but, the yeah, the Molina fight, I mean, fucking A. He, he you know, he... I was watching it and I kind of felt like, oh, wow, this could be one of those fights where, you know, the old dog kind of has his day. And it, there was some times where it was going that way. Like he would sneak in a jab in between the guard or he would, you know, land a punch that was that that landed fairly cleanly. Um, but whenever I started really feeling like, oh, this is this could be his his big fight to win. He goes in and gets careless and then, like, I don't know, man. I, I I think he was hurt. I think he was busted up a little bit. Um, whenever he was swinging wildly, he got caught in between some punches. Uh, I think it was like two or three punches that landed. Um, and none of them looked like super hard, but there was a headbutt in there that made it kind of sealed the deal, or at least it looked like it. And then the feet got tangled, so he went down. But then it was the same fucking thing that that guys like him, like, like uh, uh, I was going to say fucking John Ruiz, uh, <laughs> What's his name? Uh, 
Melina. Melina, I'm sorry. Fucking A. I don't know why we're okay, John Ruiz on the brain. Uh, <laughs> maybe I have maybe I have fucking COVID like uh, Sasha, and that's why my brain's not working. Um, uh, Melina, fucking, he goes down and like, I mean, I get it. If you're hurt, stay down, or if you you physically cannot get up, you're down. Whatever, but but don't fucking lay there for ten and then try to act like you're getting up. You know what I mean? It drives me fucking crazy. Like if you were hurt. It's one thing. Be a fucking man. Admit it. Don't get up after the fucking 10 counts already over and protest like the ref's going to change his fucking mind. He was I've going on about being hit at the back of the head. Fucking life. He was Stop about- crying like a little yeah. bitch and just go on about your business. <laughs> he was he was going on, Gabe, that he'd been hit on the back of the head. Now, in, in his previous fight against Hergovich, he, he got hit in the back of the head. I'll grant him that. But in this one, he took a dive and then said that he'd been hit by a shot to the back of the head. You know, really, he did deserve to be hit in the back of the fucking head as far as I can tell. I mean, there was several times where he was, like, coming forward and then um, uh, uh, – God damn it. What is his opponent's name? What's the kid who beat him? Uh, Fabio uh, be, w- would kind of pivot around him a little bit. And instead of him turning, he would just almost – instead of facing up with him, he would turn the opposite direction and put its back to him. You know what I mean? Like there was several times where I thought that that um, uh, he honestly <laughs> and I fucking punched him in the back of the head. Like, good riddance. Fuck you. That's what you get. Like that that many times you continually do that. I think the ref was even to the point where if he kept doing it, like he wasn't going to say shit for getting hit in the back of the head. You know, he was looking for a way out. Then he cried like a little bitch at the end, knocked out by a young guy who you know if he trained and trained hard and really applied himself that he should have fucking beat. Let's be honest. I mean, I don't see any reason why he couldn't have, because he was landing punches. He was hitting him, and he hurt him, and then he just got careless. You know what I mean? So all those things add up to me to a guy who, with a little bit of fucking balls and training, could have taken the day. But, I mean, that's I don't know. I, it wasn't a terrible fight. Both guys were landing some punches. Nothing terribly amazing, though. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck the goddamn whole card, though, really. I mean... I get that fucking excited for a Pavekin fight <laughs> at this point in time, right? Like, there's something goddamn wrong. There's something fucking wrong with that. Uh, Rob, Gabe, struggling to remember who was on the undercard for good reason. Did you manage to see anything of this glorious pay-per-view undercard? Um, no. Oh, yeah, I did. Sorry. I saw the, uh, the end of the cheese my fight, um, and I saw Wardy um, and Molina. Yeah, it was alright. Well, I wouldn't like if it's poor enough for for pay per view standards. I suppose the Chase my fight was good. Wadley Wadley did his thing. I suppose he answered the questions that were asked of him. But um, that low that that hand that low left hand. I know it's like the obvious thing to say, but you have to be ex you have to be kind of excellent to get away with that in the heavyweights. Like you're always just a punch away from from getting wiped out with that style like so you have to be really really good he's learning he's it's a lot good learning fight for him um and i thought he bit down when he got hurt which was good so so that was interesting enough fight but it's like that's the chief support like it's not on the on the undercard so on the pay-per-view how much was that tonight i know dave lee has been giving his commentary on it it was, less than, your, it was less than your bottle of henny mate by the sounds of you by the way <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, I've had to dig out my bucket, uh, my uh, birthday, uh, my bottle of whiskey for my, my forty for my daughter. By the way, that's how, so that's how depleted my cupboard is. I'm, I'm actually in my that's my collection COVID. now. That's, that's COVID, COVID man. For you. 
I know. So, I can't get anywhere to buy anything, man. It's fucking it's horrendous, isn't it? I know. Well, this is this. I don't know. I think Jameson's last night, by the way. I was disgusted. I actually put it in the drain to clean my pipes out. <laughs> ah, you loved it. Go it was raw. <laughs> like, it. I, I took two like, oh, man, that's Someone wild. Said him. Someone sent him a what's it called a, a bottle of proper twelve weeks time to get a drink of that Andy Patterson. And you no. stick, a, uh, stick the price of twelve pound there in the fucking super chat for Andy to get a bottle of proper twelve. Oh, like exactly. If, if if you put it in the chat, I'll tell you what we'll do. If you put 30, 30 quid in the chat, right, I will I will buy a bottle of proper twelve and no drink it. I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to the the, the, the local wino, the first alcoholic I see in the street. I'll get the hand to him, by the way. Andy, I'll you'll end up with about fourteen got... quid by the time them fuckers have took their cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Gabe wants to come in like, anyway. Twenty pound a bottle, so fuck that. I shall make it about 60, 60 quid at least, you know. Gabe uh. wants to come in on Moz Morris's commentary. Was that the worst pay per view ever? Right up there, Gabe. You, you think it? You think so? Friggin' right. So they're getting worse each time. Yeah, no, I think I think it's pretty bad. But there was one relatively recently. Uh, the Clarissa Shields pay-per-view. I think that she, one took the cake for me. You that quite creepily there, by the way. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. I don't have a clue. I think it was a good call-out because, like, I, I don't really think it was that bad, to be yeah, honest with you. Was... Like, was it, like, that's, okay, so I, I think you guys might not look at it the same way I do because this is y'all's evening card. Typically, whenever we get cards like this, um, there's something on the back end from on the American side. And so it kind of washes the bad taste out of your mouth. So you don't really recall all the bullshit that you saw earlier in the day, even if it was pretty putrid and, and fucking with having a, a solid rest of the evening with nothing else. I mean, I can say it rates pretty badly, but, but, and then off the top of my head, I'm thinking there's some that have been worse, but you know, shit, I can't think of them off the top of my head. What were they? Um, wasn't one of the, was it Groves was it Groves Frotch two or one 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 I think it might have been Groves Frotch one wasn't that terrible the undercard to that do you remember Scott Quigg fought that silver and I, th- I think so yeah I didn't even think about that one what time is it there Gabe uh, it is time for me to fucking go I'll see you guys later oh all right then. As Gabe, everybody, he's off. We'll be off soon as well. Um, what about Willie Hutchinson, Andy, getting sparked out by Lennox Clark? We, yeah. Now we know why he's been fighting cemetery dwellers for the last 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> cemetery dwellers. Fuck sake, mate. You're in a savage mood tonight. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, it never felt right with him signing with David Hay way back as a pro and that. He's, I think it was, one of, it was one of his early fights known in France and that as well. Um Obviously, he's made the move down as well. I, I, I don't know if he's a legit 175, 160. I don't know what he is. I know he's came down to 160, but just go ice like that. And Who was it again? It was mentioned Lennox Clark to us, by the way. Who the fuck was it? Uh, Paul Webb's big Lennox Paul Clark. Webb, Paul Webb, that's who it was. Mm. It was Paul's Paul in Webb, the chat right? there somewhere, actually. Like. Is he? Oh, he'll be mm. fucking basking in the night then. Uh, it was uh, a good finish because it was like a right was... hand, then a headbutt, and then a left, and then a right. Was it something like that, I think? Well, I've only seen what the. Obviously, I had the Sky card. I've only seen what BT put out as a tweet. I'm going to catch up with it for, for tomorrow and that, but uh, it looked like a clean ending at least. Uh, doesn't matter for the headbutt and fall, but it just shows you, man. I, mean, I think, to be honest, yeah, clearly it was his first step up, actually, for, for Hutchison. What is he? I mean, if it was his 14th fight tonight, 15th fight? don't know what it was, but uh, certainly it looks like the first step up in class he's had in that or 
similar levels, whatever it is, and that he's, he's come up short badly, especially at British level, too. But that was a British title fight, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Prince Patel's uh, coming out now. Bar- I am the bar man on Twitter, has tweeted me, as you do. He says, Cleverly versus Bellu 2 was an awful pay-per-view. Also, Brooke yeah. versus Chavez. I don't think that ever took place, did it? But yeah, Cleverly Bellu was bad, wasn't it? That was, that, that, was was shocking, that, that was shocking, actually. I remember, actually, that, that was the whole hosting at the time, actually. I actually kind of started the podcast. Yeah, you had a fucking mental breakdown that night. Oh, man. He went mental. <laughs> that was awful. It was Scott Quick fight with a broken hand against a Japanese fighter, I think. Who else was involved? Oh, it was just an absolute travesty that night. It was just, it was just that. Yeah. One of the nights we actually went too deep in the bottle, actually, like, like Rob's went done the night. We, <laughs> that hen dog. How far are you doing that ball weight, by the way? I think it's already gone. I'm going to have a look there now, actually. A, I could do you it drink, a top-up. You drink, you drink see, the, the ball? It's all going crazy. Ricky Gravel's in the chat rapping. Another fella said, uh, Rob Kelly is subdued tonight. Is he all right? If, you're, if I'm outside, they're giving out. Oh, get back in the house. I'm in the house now tonight. They want me to shout the fucking place down. Fucking midnight. Talking about Tilly and White. Shut up, will you? Yeah. <laughs> We're both on the purple dog. Steve, the fight started. Prince Patel started. Oh, Prince Patel started, everybody. We'll keep you informed if you're not watching it. What is it on again, Andy? K-Box TV? K-Box TV on Facebook. I've just, I've stuck it, I've tweeted it out and I've stuck it in the chat there as well. I'm hoping some mad shit will go down, like the ring collapses or something. You always guaranteed some activity. Oh, I'd love to see like maybe like, I don't know, ISIS like attack the place <laughs> and that, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm not so sure. Uh, right, so what are we going to talk about now? That's the thing. Any any opinion? Uh, go on, uh, Congo, Ben. Congo McKinson. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. I picked Congo beforehand, but uh, Ames was yeah, on the McKinson train. McKinson boxed really well, uh, uh, Ben. Sticky left yeah, hand. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> that le- yeah, Andy, that left hand. <laughs> Someone tweeted, like, you know, I'm in England and he can fucking still get me with that left hand. It's fucking... <laughs> He, he would, he, you know what I noticed as well. He was throwing like he was throwing hooks as well when he came out of clinches as well, which were catching uh, Congo. But um, he, um, yeah, he was he was very awkward. And like you said yesterday when we talked about it um, on the live stream, he was um, he built up some a little lead at the beginning, and um, you know, in the end, that's what paid off for him. I suppose it, it really took it away from uh, from Congo. But Congo was so negative, and he played into um, sort of. Uh, McKinson's hands almost into his game plan and um, I, you know Ames mentioned um, that Chris Congo had said to him about the nerves he had before he fought Luther Clay um, and, and I was saying I thought maybe they would have washed away now and it was just because it was his ret- when he fought Luther it was his sort of return and it was the biggest stage he was ever going to have fought on etc um, and so maybe that's where the nerves played in a bit for him but he seemed um, a tad anxious today he didn't seem to assert himself in the way that um, you know, he certainly has the ability to, um, and in the end, it's um, it's cost him. Um, I think he needs to be have a bit more confidence in himself, and and you know, if he, he's a bit more assertive and aggressive, or if he had been today, you know, it could have benefited him. But McKinson, I was very impressed with him. I hadn't seen too much of him before. Like I said yesterday, I know a lot of people speak very highly of him, um, and he was already ranked number six in the WBO. Now he's picked up that global belt. Um, you know, he'll be he'll be um, pushing forward and um, looking for something big next. Yeah, a couple of things, Ben, quickly I'll say about that. McKinson very fast of hands, getting inside yep. Congo's reach, but also maybe Ames said about the confidence thing, and I noticed whenever Congo did that sort of scream at the weigh-in, it felt like he was trying to psych McKinson out. McKinson maybe got a psychological edge there. 
Yeah, perhaps. And you know, one thing that I just remember now uh, um, is I kept on raising the hands. Like, how much of that was pissing me off? I was like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Why are you doing this? It got, it got a bit ridiculous. You know, the first time it was all right, and then it just um, got a bit out of hand. Um, but yeah, um, Congo needs to sort that um, that confidence thing out, and um, you know, he can uh, he can definitely uh, perform a lot better. Absolutely, good luck to both of those go, uh, guys going forward. Uh, you are listening to the post fight pod after Dillian White knocking out Alexander Povetkin. Ben Fook is on the call alongside Gabe Lewis, Andy Patterson. Rapping Rob Kelly, me, Steve. Shout out to the boys who've thrown in some super chats here. Ryan, the real deal deal, has thrown in five New Zealand dollars. I'm not sure how much that'll get us, but thank Good you, Ryan. Man. We do appreciate it. Have hey, a court fight. He, oh, didn't, uh, he didn't get them off Joe Parker in did he? Before he starts giving them to us. <laughs> Joe Boxer Parker, who's not actually Joe Parker. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> WOB champion. Uh, Steve, I see Ricky Gravel just left us half a gram there as well. Oh, Ricky Gravel's left us a skydiver as well. Thank you very much, Ricky. He didn't leave us a message though. Thank, thank God. <laughs> Maybe leave us a video in the chat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some something delicious to watch, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Deal said, haven't caught the fight yet, but seems Povetkov didn't get on too well tonight. He'll be back for a pay-per-view in a few months. No doubt he will. Thank you to you, Ryan. Thank you to Ricky as well. Anybody catch Nathan Gorman? God, he looked a state. His belly was hanging over his shorts and he, up against Mr. Pavel Sauer. I think there was heads flying in. Anybody manage to catch it? Ben, did you catch that at all now? No, I, I just... Um... I just switched it on. I think you mentioned it in the chat and I switched it on just as he was getting his hand raised. So I, I missed that. I saw the replay of the of the stoppage somewhere, either on Twitter or on the on the BT thing. But um but yeah, I didn't I didn't see how well he did or bad he did. As much as I'm enjoying this Prince Patel fight here, we will uh, close up shortly. Anything else anybody wants to discuss before we go back to the main event again? Jump in now. You know what I just wanted to say about Molina was he went over hmm. so easily, and I know everyone keeps saying it, but when I saw him in, in Saudi, I thought he, he, he just like, and I mentioned this last week, he, as soon as he gets hit, he just does, it's like he's, he's had enough. Um, and obviously a few people are saying like, he took a dive tonight and stuff like that. And I don't know about that, but he, he, he just, he really just seems like he's just there. Case paycheck, as soon as he gets a smack, he, he just wants to lay down, you know. Um, what is it though? Is it taking a dive or just jacking it? It's, just, it's kind of one and the same though, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I suppose you're right, Andy. Yeah, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's um, it's it's, it's a piss take, regardless. But I mean, um, to be fair, it was it was two it was two good shots he took. It was a right hand and a left, a kind of left hook he took, and then he he kind of like came over on our right hand. It kind of missed him over the top of the head, and he was kind of complaining afterwards yeah. about a shot behind the head and stuff, which was total bullshit. But I think I don't know how heavy these shots were at the end of the day, right? But I. I he was doing there. I, I think. I think he was. I think he jacked it, man. He, he, know, he knows what like he is at this point. Exactly. Well, the end of the day, why we're actually forgetting? He, he actually had uh, Wardley actually on the fucking ropes. He had, he had my right hand. He had ready to go. Yeah. yeah and just like, all of a sudden, ah, fuck this shit. No, I'm yeah, like, yeah. all right, okay. It's um, it's not good. I think uh, Declan Taylor, one of the media guys, says he wants to see uh, Povetkin versus Molina next. See how it plays out. <laughs> Obviously, he's hell. taking the piss, but it'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, bring Hasim Rackman back while you're at it as well. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, Luke Hobbs has thrown in a few quid in the Super Chat. Thank you very much, Luke. Much appreciated. I think the thing is, Gabe, when it comes to guys like Molina's performance, you should be able to question it and call them out. I know, uh, you know, if, if someone, you think someone hasn't given 100%, they say, oh, well, you wouldn't get in the ring and that. But if you're getting Molina and you're getting in the ring for tens of thousands of pounds and then jacking it after a few rounds, then surely paying punters, which we are not, are allowed to criticise that and say, come on, Eric, you could have given a bit more than that. What do you think, Gabe? Gabe's ashamed of his fellow Texan. He's, he is, isn't he? he? Molina's let Texas down, so Gabe's not not a happy bunny. Fabio, Ford, what, do you, bitch. what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about that point, Ben? I know we have this the, the respect line, you know, about getting in the ropes. I mean, you know, respect everybody who gets in the ropes, but they're going to have to do something while they're in the ropes. Uh, when I look at it as a, the way I've always taken it as as part of the media was that look, that's that's our job. We've got to. To, to call uh, you know to call it how we see it and we try not to be biased when we do things or some of us do anyway you know and but if if something's you know out of order you've got to call it same with the drug testing same with all of it and and yeah there's not a lot of people who do that in boxing anymore there's people that try people like myself rob tebbett you know a few of the a few of the um the sort of uh for the pit nationals like chris mckenna declan that they, they all they all have try and ask these questions to eddie and people like that so so there are people who push it, and but I don't agree with that. You know, you haven't stepped in the ring. No, I haven't stepped in the ring. You know, not properly like you guys. But but um, it's it's a job to to put those opinions out there and and you know, call out bullshit when we see it. Um, and there's no different to to the asylum. It's the same thing. You know, it's no different. Yeah, you're not a national paper, but it's the same thing. So I really don't agree with that point at all. Completely agree, Ben. A few other people have joined. Oh, in these body shorts, baby. In the chat. oh, here we go. What are we on to now? What round are we in, Andy? Two, round is it, or three? three? Round okay. three. He's pinging the body shorts. He's, 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 he's had his look. He's had his scout mission. He's moving like a prime Gonzalez. Roman Gonzalez is a chocolatito. He's new thrown left hooks like a prime uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. GC superstar himself. Oh, man, he's, he's dominating. Dominating. Looking oh, pretty shit. good. It's a masterpiece of his performance, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, watching watch, it. Watch the prince move. He's just making. You know what he looks like? He looks Shady. a little bit like Sweet Pea Whitaker right now. The way he's moving away from punches, making uh, making Jesus. his opponent miss. Looks, it looks I've, more like Forest Whitaker. It looks more like fucking Forest Gump to be honest with you, man. <laughs> Fucking hell! What's going on with the camera, man? I think he's like, oh, <laughs> he's, I, I guess he's smoking the fucking uh, the Moroccan woodbine. I think here, by the way. <laughs> Look I think at he his lost focus. Hey, listen, is that brother Joseph there in the, in the middle with you? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know, he's got the face mask on. So I don't know, Joseph. <laughs> well, here we go. The camera's gone again. Oh, he's got up against the ropes now. Uppercuts by the prince. <laughs> Oh, give us out! He, oh, he, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. To be honest, though, he's throwing, he's throwing a, he's jabbing like a like a prime Evgeny Tuchenko against Machino again the day. Actually, uh, so, uh, come on, Prince, keep going. Kurosawa is shaking out his gloves. That's a telltale sign of yeah. the fatigue, isn't it? Without oh, doubt, he's going to get stopped here. I think he's backing off him. This uh-huh. is a rematch of the ages, by the way. Uh-huh. Right, boys, let's have um, a rundown of what went down in the main event then, starting with you, wrapping Rob Kelly, Dillian White against Povetkin, overriding thoughts from the evening. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for Povetkin, and you got to give credit to White, really. That's not more to it. The card is shite. See, see about the value for the pay-per-views. 
if you're a pay-per-view subscriber, you know what you're getting into beforehand, like, so you can't really complain afterwards, you know, that way, like, you've already seen the undercard being announced, like, I'm going to pay 25 quid for it, like Dave Lee, so, um, yeah, White moves on, but where he moves on to interim titles, super titles, real titles, titles that are dropped by AJ and Tyson Fury, basically, yeah, so we have to endure this soap opera now for as long as it lasts. And that's really it. Like disappointing enough night in terms of action, but I hope Pavekin retires because he, if he, anybody else might kill him. I would agree with that, Gabe. Pavekin's gonna have to retire. He looks like shit. I don't care whether he's ill on the night or not, but he can't go on like that, staggering around. He's had a long career, long amateur career as well, and it, it looked dangerous tonight the way he was slipping and sliding around the ring. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I've always been a semi fan of Povetkin. Um, you know, once the once the doping stuff came out, less so. Uh, I don't know. I just something about the guy I just always kind of rooted for. You know, I think maybe it's because he wasn't always the biggest guy and the fastest guy and the strongest guy. Uh, you just hope that he could he could win some fights and he won some fights. You know, and and I don't think that he's had a bad career at all. I do think the time is now for him to hang it up. Uh, you know, there's no telling what with the with the virus, maybe having a, a significant role in where he's at right now. Um, I mean, but there, there's been talk, you know, previous, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole of, 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 of COVID nonsense, but uh, neurological issues and things along those lines. And those neurological issues can affect the way your body transmits signals and impulses to those muscles that, you know, control your movement and those kind of things. So, uh, I don't think it's a far stretch to say that potentially the COVID may have, have uh, affected him in ways that we don't know. Um, but even before that, even in the last fight, before he contracted the virus, uh, you know, he didn't look great. And the fight before that and before that, you know, he just had kind of a stretch in the last, you know, several years where he's not the same Sasha Pavekin. And, yeah, you want to see him uh, if you're if you're someone like me who's a semi-fan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Gabe's getting the double of it, man. Oh, Gabe! That's what happens when the trap door gets open. <laughs> Do you really love oh, Prince Patel in that house? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Prince Pintong, by the way. Let's go, baby. Getting the shotgun out. Uh, ben, uh, final summation from you on Povetkin against White. Yeah, I, I, again, like I said um, before, really, um, Povetkin, it was sad to see him like that, off balance, etc. Um, stamina obviously gone. Um, uh, as Gabe said, we don't know if it is COVID. I just hope it isn't anything to do with the long COVID type of stuff, um, because that would be really unfortunate because he's uh, you know, done so much as an athlete over the years. Um, but um, yeah, White looked in better shape, um, not uh, sort of uh, perfect performance. But um, we know what White does and, you know, what he is. Um, I think he looked uh, healthier. Um, but um, the psychological effect of being knocked out by Povetkin probably, um, you know, took 10% off his performance, I suppose. Absolutely. Finally, to you, Andy. Obviously, we will hear uh, tomorrow evening, episode 416, what went down. Hopefully, Ozzy will be on. Maybe Smido as well, Matty Di Gelonardo. Uh, what, what what do you think then? Povetkin staggering away there, Dillian White getting the win. He yeah. sort of motors on, doesn't he? Ruiz is fighting Ariola, and Ariola hasn't really got a, a big standing on the heavyweight division these days. But it'd be interesting to see what Ruiz does. Yeah, um, Ruiz. Uh, well, 
to be honest with you, I, I just want to see what they're going to do with White next snap because obviously he's, he's going to be waiting for a title fight, obviously. Um, unless, obviously, the belts fragment, um, which I, I wouldn't bet against, to be honest with you. I think Yuzik's, I was noticing actually as well that Yuzik's actually uh, highly ranked with WBC as well. Actually, I think he was top two, I think. I think the third, actually. So, you know, he's in the mix here, so he might have a say in that matter as well. But, um, just, just, just on. I, I can't really add much more about what the guys were saying about the fight itself because they've said it all. Povetkin, his, his footwork and his, he was just off balance, just right for the off. I think it was like maybe the, the first time that White cut loose that he was like completely off balance straight away. And as as Ben says, that's what well, the thing with COVID is. They're learning, they're, they're still learning about it. They're, you know, the vaccines are still learning about this. You know the efficacy of that. That you know, you just don't know how it's affecting some people. Some people are surviving it better than others. Some people are not getting sick with it. Others are getting like in hospital for weeks, months, sometimes. You just don't know. So, end of the day, it is what it was. White got a rematch against a guy who's unfortunately took ill. He's decided to fight on, and that's what's happened. And White just marches on. That's it. That's all we can say. Um, as for opponents. Ruiz Ariola, big nips. Listen, he's been the course. Now, if you want to see White, I want to see White in me. Like I said, if you can't get a title fight, Ruiz or Wilder would be my two yeah, options. That's what I want to see, definitely. The two fights it would probably be Parker or Chisora rematch. Yeah. Shit. Forget about Parker rematches, Chisora rematches and stuff like that. All that type of shit. I think it's time that kind of mix. It's unfortunate about the belts and stuff like that. But as I say, if the belts can get fragmented and it's a potential you know, factor that could happen, then he might get a chance that way, kind of in the back door of that, but we'll wait and see. Talking of back doors, uh, Gabe's back with us. He's managed to bolt the back door and keep whatever was trying to get in out. Uh, everything okay there, Gabe, down in the deep Texas? Well, you know, that's one of the things that happens whenever you live in a state with hillbillies everywhere. Occasionally one just comes running through the house like a goddamn whirlwind, uh, like a Texas tornado. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so sorry about that. I, I think I think Andy finished up my thought pretty well. You know, regardless of of the virus, where he's at with it, uh, I, I don't see a, a need for for Pavekin to come back. I would assume that you know I know he's made a lot of money when he fought in Russia. Some of those purses that he had uh, put up by some of those Russian billion millionaires, whatever they are, uh, were pretty good. So I, I definitely think that um, time is now to hang it up. Uh, and, and you know what? I mean, I think that sets up a lot of things for, for Hearn to do in terms of how he wants to deal with Dillian White. Um, you know, they have uh, uh, the Ukrainian kid, uh, cruiserweight world champion, trying to move on to heavyweight world champion, uh, Yusik coming around the bend. I don't know what his next fight looks like, but they could definitely do that. Um, and a lot of things coming up. So I think there's a lot of ways for either guy to go. And um, it certainly seems like there's plenty of options, I guess. I don't know that I would necessarily be thrilled about any of those. But, uh, you know, the sooner Dillian White gets knocked out again, the sooner, the happier that I'll be. But, um, yeah, I think it's time. I think the time is right for Pavekin to retire. Okay, boys, finishing announcement, up yet. Announcement, Patel's just got a knockdown there. Oh, Body shots Kira galore. Kurosawa being counted here. This could be all over. Oh, a few seconds in front of you there, mate, because he's back up. Oh. Patel's... Oh. Aye. 
It's going to be uh, like Batman, man. You have to tune in tomorrow night to find out who wins. Yeah. Jay, Jay Don's looking on the pod, but yeah, you can call it a duck if you want. I'm, I'm going to bed. Fuck this, man. I'm, I'm working tomorrow. The clocks are changing soon, aren't they? Yeah. One in yeah. front, so. Yeah, I'm happy to duck. Happy to duck, boys. Thanks to everybody who's been on tonight. Ben Faruqi, Gabe Lewis, Andy Patterson, Rappy Rob Kelly. The prince is down. The prince is down. <laughs> Turn in tomorrow for the rest of the for the rest of the call. I'll call it live. Uh, Gabe's calling it. Uh, thanks to the super chats, boys. Ryan Deal, Ricky Gravel, <laughs> Luke Hobbs, uh, Matty will be in the seat tomorrow, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, episode four one six. Catch you all again. Hit the like. Yep, ducking you, Jay Don. Absolutely. See you tomorrow. Thanks, boy. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>